do 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 da 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 do 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 Happy Friday, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of The Art of Performers. Where did this week go? I swear I was just recording Episode 6, and here we are. Also, it's officially Gemini season, which means my birthday is just around the corner, and that means some fun things are on the way, but more about that later. This week, school is wrapping up, and I'm getting ready to attend several graduations and buying stock in Kleenex. Did I mention I have nine seniors graduating this year? A few of those seniors are also helping me get ready for the summer, which means rehearsals and new shows. I know, can't stop, won't stop. Cats isn't the only one rehearsing. While summer stock isn't exactly in full swing right now, new shows are popping up all around and theaters are opening their first seasons of the year. I love seeing the shows they are picking and the voices that so many are choosing to elevate. My incredible friend Chad Austin, the artistic director at Off-Broadway's Abingdon Theater Company, for instance, just announced their 28th season dedicated to brave new work. Their commitment to diversification in storytelling is both inspiring and important. And we're starting to see those new storytellers take the stage across the country. In fact, my guests today are making things happen in Atlanta. Lawrence Franklin is a self-taught multi-instrumentalist, composer, producer, and founder and president of Dream Projects Entertainment. DJ Johnson is a Broadway veteran with a love of dance and theater and a keen business sense. Together, they make up the production team of Children of Origin, an upcoming musical about acceptance, understanding, and reformation, set during the landscape of racial tensions of 2020, and written by Lawrence himself. It is powerful, poignant, and original, and its themes cover everything from ancestral strength to bridging cultural gaps. I am fortunate enough to be a part of this musical's inception, along with some incredibly talented performers, as we build it from the ground up. And as excited as I am about being a part of this process, it is not my story to tell, so I'll hand it over to Lawrence as we jump in with the creative team of Children of Origin and learn about his beautiful vision amongst a very trying time. Let's go. A girl by the name of Arnita and her best friend Jordan, who are fighting for criminal justice reform and reparation. On their journey, they encounter a whole lot of adversity. And through the events the world has been going through, especially highlighted in 2020, the African Yoruba dots, Yemoja, Shango, and Oloron are awakened by the cries of the children of origin, which are people who are descendants of Africa. What they do to help Jordan and Arnita, they send Harriet Tubman. They reanimate her into modern time. She joins them on their quest to fight for these reparations. Of course, they don't know really who she really is or believe it until later on in the play. 
and they will encounter so many of the issues that we deal with today. They'll encounter police brutality and police issues. They will encounter the popular caring issues. And they will encounter issues dealing with the LGBT community as well. So throughout their journey, they touch on so many important aspects of what we are dealing with in modern time with the music of the gods and the summoning of Harry Tubman and throughout the journey. It's going to be very powerful, very thought provoking, and hopefully they reach their goal of what they're fighting for, which is criminal justice and police reform. would please introduce yourselves and tell us when did you both start performing and what are your backgrounds? I am Lawrence Franklin and I am DJ Johnson. Pretty much I started performing, well I started music as uh, as a child. I was about 10 or 9, about 9 when I started playing the piano and started, you know, playing in churches uh, shortly thereafter. Of course, high school uh, productions and marching band. And then my first time being actually on stage in a performance arts situation where I was a character was uh, I was co-starred as the Calvary Lion in The Wiz in Off-Broadway, New York in 2017. And that's my performance experience. Most of my experience is as a producer. Well, this is my performance background, but DJ has the has the rap sheet. Well, I wouldn't say a rap sheet, but okay. So, uh, once again, I previously mentioned, my name is DJ. I'm originally from um, New Orleans, Louisiana, but I reside in Georgia now. And a little bit of background about myself is um, I did the performing arts school in New Orleans called NOCA, and from there I perform. Uh, I come more from like the dancing uh, background. So I'm performing plays like typical high school plays. Like my favorite was High School Musical by far. <laughs> um, I also uh, did Broadway. I was in the Lion King Broadway. I did that for two tours. So, and it was a really good experience. But majority of my performing arts comes from my choreography. Um, I also danced with Usher in the Essence Festival for um, a performance. It was the Michael Jackson tribute right when uh, Michael Jackson passed away. We did that tribute for the Essence Festival. That's so cool. I love that you have such different backgrounds coming together for this project. So when did you meet and how have your creative journeys lined up for the musical that you're writing? So we met in uh, 2020 on Facebook. Um, DJ saw what I was posting. I was uh, in the beginning stages of just posting that the script was finished. And he inboxed me and was like, you know, pretty much, yo, this is really exciting and I would like to be, you know, be a part of it. Uh, Since then, we met and became great friends. His skills, not just in terms of performing arts, but in terms of business, he proved to be a tremendous asset to the project. We joined forces in around November uh, of 2020, less than a year, like, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's when we started. Right. 
<laughs> God, I can't believe it's been a whole year since, to like, we're in 2021. That's just so crazy. It feels like we're still right. existing in 2019 in a lot of ways. Right, right. <laughs> Um, so 2020, you know, that was a crazy year. It brought us a pandemic, um, and it also cast a light on many issues that need to be addressed for us as a society, both within and outside of the arts, specifically for the BIPOC and Asian communities. So how has this played a role in your art and this passion project in particular? So 2020 was a, was a huge year, um, in terms of, I believe the pandemic and people having to be quarantined really, I don't know how to put it, you know, it, it just kind of really highlighted a lot of things that were in the surface of this nation. You know, the administration that was at that time was different than any other administration we've, we've ever had right. in the country, you know, so... In a lot of areas, a lot of salt was poured on a lot of wounds in this country in terms of things like racism and police brutality and things with the Asian community and, and, and so much more. As an artist, you know, you try to figure out what can, can you do to be a solution to a lot of the problems that are happening. And I believe artists add color and light to the world, you know, in the darkness. And 2020 had a lot of darkness. You know, so all I could do, since I'm, I'm, I'm not a cop, I'm not a judge, I'm not a politician, is bring light with art. So I began to write. And that's when I started writing the script of Children of Origin. And as I began to write and ask God for enlightenment, it became a project with the goal of being thought-provoking, you know, awareness spreading, you know. So my hope is that with this particular project, it will cause people to do what, what we call in the church uh, a self-checkup mm-hmm. when it comes to many issues, even when it comes to, you know, the Asian community, the, the, the Black community, the LGBT community, the Black LGBT community, and, and so many others. And just to piggyback off what he says, just like I believe this year is going to be one huge event because it's like when you think about it, this opportunity for people performing and showing that skills was taken away last year. So with the, I guess we can say with everything's beginning to open back up, like there's stars out there that's hungry and ready to show off their talent. There are stars that was, or I say stars like actors or people, performers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're waiting for this opportunity. They sat back for a whole year and couldn't do anything. And I know, like, me, myself, that gives you time to practice and perfect your craft. So, like, I believe this is going to be the year where we see a bunch of breakout stars and people actually ready to show what they have and show what they got and lay it all on the table. And, and just not in the BIPAC community, just in general, everybody, because everybody's facing the same uh, casualties. And... They're ready to get out and show the world what they what they've been at home practicing or just at home waiting for this this um, pandemic to be over. Definitely, I completely agree with that, and I think all of us have kind of entered into this sort of like dormant state for a while, where we have watched our 
art go on hold and we've watched the profession that we love so much and the things that connect us to our sole purposes kind of just be shelved and we've had that opportunity to stop and wait and say how can I invest in myself as an artist what do I want to do what are the stories I want to tell and am I going to be ready when this whole thing is over to jump back in with that vigor that is deep within me and I know that it's going to come out with the right opportunity exactly absolutely absolutely because somebody we gotta remember some of these performers and actors like this is all they do they go to casting homes and look for different opportunities to better themselves and unlike people who have regular jobs like they can file for whatever way to get benefits these actors they cannot i'm glad a couple of these bills especially this last stimulus you know they do have a, a couple of grants for the performing arts and last year uh, i know uh New York and a, a few theater communities had um, some uh, nonprofits set up to benefit artists. But yes, Madison, you're absolutely right. You know, being dormant for all this time, you know, your talent and the things that you need to express cooped up, it, it's not good. And I'm glad now that we're getting to a space, uh, not just with what we're doing, but where the country is now getting to a space to where it's going to start opening back up. And like DJ say, we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of new artists, and I think there's gonna be a whole lot of creative movements coming out because it's you know it's been cooped up for a year, you know. Absolutely, and we also have the opportunity to kind of shift a narrative and also give voices to some people in the community who haven't had voices before, which is something you're doing with your musical is shifting that narrative and bringing things to light that really need to be discussed, but bringing them in a way that makes it relatable and people can understand it and also connect to it with music and with theater. Right, right, right. And all of us as artists, my biggest thing is diversity within the arts. As you've seen the script and you know the way it's set up, multi-ethnic and multi-racial, it's non-traditional. And I do hope that this does open doors and opportunities for everyone that's involved um, on, on every level. That is one of my biggest pushes is, you know, to give people also the platform to share their talent, to even be discovered and, you know, by other people for projects that they're doing. This should be a platform to launch these different artists and musicians as well. Definitely. So you're given this opportunity to these actors. You are also giving a, you know, this beautiful piece of art to the community, to the people who love theater, to people who need art because we all need it, right? That's in our heart and our soul. It's what connects us to each other. So what is the message that you hope to share with your audiences through your musical? Okay, so it stars a young man and his best friend. Uh, Arnita and Jordan, who are fighting for reparations and police reform. Growing up, I don't know about you, but I'm a I'm a '90s kid, so I'm a Disney kid. Mm-hmm. And Pocahontas, the Disney cartoon, there was a lyric: "Until you walk the footsteps of a stranger, you'll learn things you never knew. You never knew." And that's the purpose of this play: is to put the viewer in the footsteps of a stranger. In that, hopefully people will learn something that they never knew, they never knew. If anything, learn about tolerance, 
So that is the ultimate goal of the play on top of, you know, you all with your phenomenal voices and acting skills and things like that to provide entertainment. I love that. What do you want to see change as we rebuild the performing arts and professional theater? And where do you see yourself and this work taking part in making those changes? With the whole arts change, I just wanted to, it doesn't matter where you come from, who you are, what color your skin is. If you like the arts, do the arts. It has ways to express yourself no matter what you want to do. You know what I mean? So just be true to yourself. I feel that for me, um, this is a new avenue. Like I said, my background is production, you know, concerts and award shows and working directly with, you know, artists, R&B, R&B and pop and things of that nature. The theater, producing theater, is a new platform for me. And I believe this is now pulling me into a different direction of my art. And I personally, I hope I want it to grow even more so and see what comes off of this. I really think that you're getting to explore and to invest in yourself as not only performers, of course, but on your end as creators, as producers of this work. And I feel like when we have something that we're so passionate about or an idea that we want to express to people and we have that innate art within ourselves and we get the opportunity to share it with other people is when we get to create those things that's when we're connected to our creator when we're connected exactly. to the uh, absolutely I, I, I totally agree with that you know and, and like i said uh, we, we definitely appreciate you for the opportunity on your platform you know to share what we're doing you know and the message behind it I'm so excited for everyone to get to experience this musical because I just think it's so unique and so different and the message is so important and being a part of it is just incredible. Uh, but I really think that you're going to be changing a lot of the way that people think about things and the way that they consider it in a way that they can connect to the, the people in their community around them. That is the ultimate goal. And, you know, if, if this can produce that, and it goes out, people go out into the world, and when they experience other people who may just want a different life than they do, hopefully this play will put some thoughts into people's head before they're so quick to judge or misunderstand people, you know, to say perhaps maybe, you know, put myself into their shoes. And it's across the board, so you're right. And if that happens, purpose fulfilled. Hopefully. I really feel that coming. I'm excited to see it happen. And I think there's a lot ahead, so it's it's going to be good. <laughs> but I do want to ask you, who and what are some of your biggest influences in your field, in musicals and in theater and art in general? Okay. That's actually pretty pretty easy for me. <laughs> Lee Miranda. Oh, yeah. Lee uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, because the way he created Hamilton, just he, on so many different levels and so many he played so many roles uh, yeah and you know my uh when i was writing the play as a musician uh, i did a whole lot of uh studying i'm studying a lot of of the background on how he created hamilton and i'm like okay this guy did it pretty much all of it <laughs> you know uh another person would be tyler perry Tyler Perry has that rags to riches story. He was sleeping in his car while producing his plays in uh, Georgia. 
he would have a big old play, Medea, and all that kind of stuff, and actually go back to his car to sleep. You know, so those are two of my biggest inspirations when it comes to theater. And then, last but not least, a man by the name of Andre Allen in New York, the New York Black Arts uh, Festival, who gave me an opportunity on my first time in theater uh, when I went and auditioned for the role of the lion in The Wiz. And that experience, it allowed me to express another part of myself musically that I hadn't expressed before. A part that I loved, which also ignited um, another fire, a, a bigger fire in me. So those are my three inspirations. Okay, you got three. I don't know why I got three. I just have one man. <laughs> so my, I only have one, unfortunately. I'm like, Lord. <laughs> so with the one I have, I feel like she was so diverse. Like she was a dancer. She was a performer. She directed everything. So yeah, mine is Debbie Allen. I just like how she was so diverse and any person I want to I would say compare or who I would like to mimic or just be like, it would be uh, Debbie Allen because she didn't limit herself just in the dance industry. She's our director. She's a, she was she produced these uh, musicals and plays and like uh, my all time favorite uh, musical she does is the hot chocolate nutcracker. She's phenomenal. She's like a jack-of-all-tripping, how you say that. <laughs> right. So that's what I would say. It's so cool to see how our influences, not only the people who inspire us, but also the people whose work we become so immersed in, how that imprints on the work that we produce as well, but also encourages us to bring our inner artist out and really produce something unique. Awesome, awesome. content like extended cuts, deleted material, and some other exciting fun things like me giggling for way too long, head over to my Patreon page where I've got lots in store for you. You can find that link along with links to the Art of Performers merch and my socials in my Instagram bio. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next Friday.